This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is the Weekly Standard's number one top numbers cruncher and political analyst, Jay Cost, author of the book, A Republic No More. And Jay, if I hear one more Republican candidate blow the Confederate flag question, it may be Michael Graham, a Republican no more. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look, um, I don't I, I, I think that this is probably a no brainer for Republicans I, I for, on a purely political level. Um, I don't see any reason to I, I can't enumerate a reason to keep the flag up in South Carolina, politically speaking. But not only that, just watching the Republicans flub this question, the answer is so easy. Uh, it should be up to the state of South Carolina, but if I live there, I would vote to move it off the state house grounds. End of story. Go home. And yet the Republicans won't do it. Why is this still? And you know, you know, Jay, I actually grew up in South Carolina. I d- did talk radio in South Carolina. In fact, I was in Charleston when the last fight for the flag came around in '99 and 2000, and I was the only conservative in the media in the state calling for the flag to come off the state house. And I watched this litany of Republicans just shoot themselves in the foot over this issue. Why? You know, I, I think that for a lot of Republicans, there's probably, um, you know, a, a, a kind of a knee-jerk um, federalism issue here, which is to say that I think probably a lot of people in these states don't like, uh, you know, don't like outsiders and the national political, you know, establishment telling them what they can and cannot fly over their state capital. And look, I think for a lot of you know, native Southerners, people who trace their ancestry back to the, you know, the sons of the Confederacy or whatever. I think there, there is a genuine, you know, emotional ancestral appeal to this flag. But I think that, you know, look, the Republican Party is a national political coalition whose sole purpose is to win elections. And now does that mean that everything gets sacrificed to the altar of electoral victory? No. But, you know, I think we need to make some common sense adjustments and appeal on a national level, uh, particularly on symbolic issues like this, where the, you know, the, the, the cost benefit calculation is really very emotional rather than we're not talking about dollars and cents on the federal budget. Well, this is the argument that you'll get from some people, uh, Republicans, conservatives, is forget it because uh, you're never going to get black voters to even consider voting Republican. They're going to vote 99% Democrat. Maybe this will motivate some of the 
low motivation, and I'm allowed to say this because I grew up there, trailer park white trash of South Carolina, who are my cousins, nieces, and nephews, by the way, yeah. uh, to show up and vote. What about that calculation, Jay, that this is just, this is another version of having Al Sharpton out whipping up Democrats by talking about the non-existent attempts to keep blacks from voting. This is a way to whip up low-information white voters with a cultural icon that might get them to vote in 2016. The idea that the Republican Party shouldn't bother with the black vote because they're going to inevitably lose is a widespread conception, but it, it rests on very weak empirical ground, very weak logical ground, too. Now, the, it, it's really a non sequitur to claim the Republican Party is going to lose a black vote and that therefore they shouldn't try. Because, of course, they're going to lose a black vote, but elections are won and lost in the margins. And what matters is not whether or not you win a given demographic group, but whether or not you string enough votes together from enough different demographic groups. And the data on the black vote should really re trouble Republicans. In 2012, Mitt Romney won about 5% of the black vote. Now, again, this is sort of, well, so what, we're always going to lose the black vote, say Republicans, what's the point? Well, in 1996, Bob Dole won 12% of the black vote, which is about what George W. Bush won in 2004. So the, the appropriate way to look at this is that, in effect, the Democrats have cut the Republican share of the black vote by half in the last 20 or so years. That is a very, very problematic development, okay? Because while the, you know, the black vote is only, you know, 10 to 13% nationwide, it's very important in Florida, it's very important in Virginia, it's very important in Ohio, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, and Pennsylvania, all of which are, you know, these heavily contested states. So you can't just write off, you know, uh, your black vote. And that's exactly what the party, unfortunately, has done. So what would you recommend to Republicans? I'd like to start, number one, by abandoning any defense of the flag, the Confederate battle flag, because if the Republicans turn themselves into the party of the Confederate flag and out-of-control cops, they might as well go ahead and send Hillary Clinton's moving expenses to take her to the White House. So that's a, that's a first step. But what else should Republicans do, Jay? Well, look, I think that the Republican Party has to have a program for black America, a, a policy program. Uh, I think they have the outlines of something like that. They talk, for instance, about school choice, which I think is a step in the right direction. But I think they need to do more. They and I, you know, and again, you you get pushback from Republicans uh, saying, "Well, you know, we shouldn't have a we shouldn't have a policy for, um, you know, for a certain demographic group. We should have policies for the whole country." You know, I mean, that's well and good, but every Republican candidate is going to be talking about corporate tax reform, okay, which is a policy that is going to benefit business owners and, and, and owners of corporate stock. So that is a policy that is tailored toward a specific segment of society. Now, the 2012 Republican platform talked at length about farmers, uh, even though farmers constitute only about 1% of the domestic workforce today, and they hardly mentioned African Americans at all. So I think Republicans need to start thinking about this, the, the black vote, as a block of votes that it is, they don't have to win even close to a majority of. They don't even have to win 20% of. They need to get back to where they were 20 years ago. And to do that, they're going to have to do some work and try and actually win people over. Now, I want to ask about another demographic that I think fits into this. One of my contentions uh, on my radio show 
was is that when younger voters hear a bunch of Republicans debating the merits of the Confederate battle flag and heritage versus hate, that what that sounds like to a guy who's 28 years old is uncle, you know, grandpa racist bellowing about you know, kids get off my lawn. Is there an age aspect to this issue of race and the uh, current divide? You know, I'm sure there's something to that effect. I mean, there's obviously nobody around who was old enough to remember the Civil War at this point. So this is this should be an issue that works, you know, young and old. It, it should be pretty inexplicable ac uh, across the board. But look, I think, you know, part of the problem with this issue for Republicans is that this is, you know, it's a symbolic issue. And it's a frustrating one at that because it, you can't draw you can't draw any kind of causal link between this Confederate flag flying over South Carolina and the actions that happened last week at that historically black church. I mean, you just can't. The person who did it, by all accounts, was a crazy lone wolf. Right? It's a symbolic issue, okay? Uh, and symbolic issues can be frustrating because they're often created out of whole cloth, which is to say if nobody points it out, then it doesn't become an issue. It, it has to get ginned up. It has to be created. And this is in many respects a creation of the liberal media. It just is. Uh, but, you know, you can bemoan that, but you still have to do something about it because you still have to win votes. And if the media has created an issue. We can be frustrated that the media has this power to create issues out of whole cloth and that they seem to systematically create issues that favor Democrats and hurt Republicans. We can agree on all of those points, but we still have to think about, okay, well, what do we do given that this has been created as an issue? And I think that that requires, you know, a serious look at this flag. I'm sorry, Jay. I just don't agree that this was created by the media. I'm When you spend, you know, a year screaming black crime, black crime, black crime over the dead bodies of black unarmed teenagers. When you've got Rush Limbaugh on the air uh, mocking a dead black teenager in Ferguson, Missouri as the gentle giant and making fun of him and his death, and then uh, you know uh, a, a horrific crime like the one in South Carolina occurs, you can't be surprised when you're the party of the Confederate flag supporters and the uh, you know mockers of black deaths that the average typical American spins around and looks at you with a raised eyebrow going, well, the conservatives, uh, conservative world, particularly conservative media, have asked for this. They've set themselves up for this with their callous attitude towards the deaths of black citizens and their ongoing embrace of Confederate flag advocates. Well, look, I, I, I agree with you to a large extent. And, and I think that one of the mistakes that conservatives make um, and that Republican candidates are also inclined to make is that they don't take black views for granted. Okay. And by that, I mean, you know, black people will tell you that there's a problem with the police. Okay. If, if, and again, return to this, this, this issue of, of farming. Okay. If, if farmers were complaining nationwide about farm subsidies, right. Uh, Republicans in Congress from the Farm Belt would listen to them and they, they would say, okay, well, the farmers need a change, so we need to make a change. Okay, so black people, if, if you look at the polls, overwhelmingly say that there's a problem with the police. So if Republicans want to win the black vote, they have to take this for granted. 
take for granted the idea that the relations between black people and the police right now are bad and that they need to be reformed in some meaningful way, which is not to say that they need to be reformed to the exclusion of police officer right. input, but that there has to be there. We have to find some sort of equilibrium and some sort of peace between these two interest groups. If you think of them as interest groups, you know, and, and think of it as the typical back and forth of pluralism in a democratic republic such as ours you know mm. we need to start taking these views for granted and like you said you know it is not a good idea to be mocking you know the views of black people as regards to the 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 police and and again this is part of the thing that we get caught up in you know uh, and i think conservatives do this we make the mistake of getting caught up in the specifics for instance of the michael brown shooting right. in ferguson missouri you get yourself caught up in that and you miss the larger political issue which is that black people are not happy about their relationship with police officers they don't think police officers are doing a good job of serving their communities and if republicans want to start doing better with the black and again, doing better means simply going back to how Bob Dole did 20 years ago. <laughs> by the way, Bob Dole lost by a lot, okay, and still won 12 percent of the black vote. Mitt Romney won last lost uh, one less than five of it. So you know, if we're talking about getting be not even, not winning the black vote, not even sure. doing reasonably well, but getting back to the awful position that we have since lost. Now, we need to start taking their positions for granted, which is to say we need to start saying, okay, so they say that there is a problem with the police. There, That therefore means there is a problem with the police right. that we need to look at. And, you know, this used to be called politics. I remember the days, Jay, and this is a crazy notion, when politicians wanted people to vote for them and, and tried to get them on their side. But apparently, just as the left has gone to the post-reality phase of human existence, the right has gone to the post-democracy phase of democracy, where they're no longer interested in getting votes. But we love getting you on the podcast, Jay. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.